Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to the Cy Brown Morning Show I am so happy that you're joining me today Every day you wake up, we have choices, we have decisions to make We have things we have to do, families we have to tend to Spouses and children to care for and businesses to run, right? Well, the coolest thing that I think about life Is that you take your time, take some time out of your day Sorry about that <laughs> To listen to the show For those of you who may be unable to listen to the show live Please feel free to download this show Or any of our past shows from iTunes Just type in Cy Brown Morning Show Or type my name in And all the shows for the past few years will pop up So there's plenty to learn Plenty of guests to listen to And I'm so happy that you're with me today Today's show is brought to you by CEOs Rock we have an event coming up at the end of May, so for more information, just log on to CEOsRock.com. Today's show, we're talking about how to make the dream God gave you come true. That's a big one. <laughs> That's a very big one right there. I was I had the pleasure of enjoying breakfast yesterday with a wonderful, wonderful woman. It, it, it's kind of funny, actually. I have a Keurig coffee maker that my friend Erica bought for me, and I ran out of coffee, and I probably should get it on auto ship. But there's a store in Newport Mall, which is near my house in, in Jersey, and I they have where you can pick one. You know, the Keurig is where you put these pods in the coffee pot, and you can have all different flavors. So sometimes I'd rather just have a, a variety as opposed to buying one box of hazelnut. So one day I said, you know, I just want to, have a variety. So when I wake up in the morning, whichever flavor I feel like having, I can, and it's hard to find a box full of mixed flavors. So in the mall, there's this store with this whole wall of coffees that fit my Keurig. So I'm able to take one of this, two of that, one of this, three of that, and so now I've got all the coffee. Well, as I'm strolling around the mall, which I very rarely do, uh, I walked into Sephora, and this angel beauty of a spirit was there. And she helped me. And we quickly connected. I mean, I don't even know how the connection happened, and that's the divine energy. But she and I connected. We exchanged uh, phone numbers, and we stayed in touch. And yesterday I had the absolute pleasure of enjoying breakfast with her. And we started talking about our dreams and our goals in life and things that we want to do. And then it hit me, like, how do we make the dream that God gave us come true? And so I started pining through my notes, and I actually found where I wrote about this on October 23rd, 2006. It is now May 2011. Five years ago, I wrote a whole piece, and I found it in my notes, How to Make the Dream God Gave You Come True. And this is the beauty of when you're dealing with God and universal laws and energy. This stuff is timeless, people. 
There's no expiration date on love. There's no expiration date on the journey of life. There's no expiration date on the journey of entrepreneurship. There's no expiration date on the journey that we're all on right now. So how cool is it that something I wrote October 23rd, 2006, is just as true today as it was then? So on that note, I want to share with you um, my personal thoughts. This show is very personal, and it's really about me trying to figure out how do I do life, whatever life looks like, how do I do it, and I just kind of open my world so you can join me as well. So on that note, there's five pieces that I believe we can implement into our life on how to make the dream God gave us come true, and then I'll follow it up with scripture, and we'll, we'll rock on from there. Believe that God is God. Before we can do anything, we have to understand that there's something out there bigger than us. Believe your dream, and I'll provide scripture to back that up as well. Protect your faith. Execute with integrity. And get ready to receive. How to make the dream God gave you come true. There's no magic bullet, but this is my formula, and this is the formula that that I've used for the last few years, and I would like to say that I'm relatively successful. (laughs) Before we can do anything, we have to believe that there's something out there bigger than us. And the Bible tells us in Isaiah 41.10, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. We have to understand that God is God, that there's something out there bigger than us, bigger than our zip code, bigger than our city, bigger than our state, and really bigger than the United States. You know, Americans are pretty bold, and and we are very dismissive of the cultures around the world. But you know what, Americans? There's, There's a whole world out there. There's a whole world out there bigger than us, and it factors into the value and progress of humanity. God speaks to us through divine revelation, and that's that still, small voice that whispers to us. It can be called your instinct, your intuition, inspiration, but when you know something, that you know something, that you know something, but you're not sure how you know it, that's God. I, I know I'm talking to somebody right now. That's God. It took me a long time to understand how I knew stuff but without really knowing it, and then I realized it's God telling me. And we want to credit our intellect, and we want to credit our college, and we want to credit how smart we are, but we're misplacing that credit. My church in Atlanta, Hillside Chapel and Truth Center, when I used to live in Atlanta, um, Dr. Barbara always said that uh, our ancestors knew way more than we did, and they had a lot less book smarts. And it's because they listened to their intuition. And she said to all of us, all the young people one day, stop trying to intellectualize God. Just take it for what it is. And these are some of the things that I really started using to understand how to make the dream that God gave me come true. It's not easy. It's a long road. It's a process. But I think it's really important that we understand that God speaks to us through divine revelation. And when I was out with Aisha yesterday, she shared with me that the way she gets her information is through a feeling. I get mine through an audible Voice in my left ear And I've said this on the show plenty of times I also am visual So I see things But we need to understand If God gave you a dream Particularly a business Because this show is really largely About the journey of life and entrepreneurship That we have to understand How we receive our signals 
but I have to understand. But I, but I think, in order for me to be able to share what I share, there has to be a certain amount of this that I practice in my life. I guess, in short, I would just say, follow your gut. Your gut is never going to lie. I promise you. My son was taking it. My son is a senior, and he had to take a test, and I he was very nervous about it. And I told him, whatever your first reaction is, go with that. And that's because that's our gut. That's our instinct telling us exactly what to do. And he did it, and it worked, and he did well on the test. And he was like, Mom, you know, it, I listened to what you said, and it worked. And I'm like, I know, this stuff really works. It really, really works. <laughs> the second thing we have to do to really manifest the dream that God gave us, how to make it come true, is to really believe in our dream. The book of John, chapter 4, verse 48, Jesus is in Galilee and tells a doubter, unless you see miraculous signs and wonders, you will never believe. And at the same time, the unbeliever who happened to be royalty and was desperate for Jesus to heal his ailing son told Jesus, yeah, but can you heal my son? And after Jesus healed his son, the Bible then says that the man's entire household became believers. And I guess we have to get to a point, do we have to see miracles and signs to know there's a God? Think about the change of seasons that that we're literally going through now. We're transitioning from winter into summer. How does this happen every year? Miracles and small wonders happen every single day. Think about a woman's monthly cycle. We don't think about that. It just happens. It's just as the trees shed their leaves, the leaves grow back in the spring. This is not by design. This is not by intellect, people. This is not an intellectual thing. It is God doing what God does. How cool is that? Miracles happen every single day, and we just have to be more in tune with our world so we can see the miracles and wonders happen. So if God gave you a dream, and this thing is nagging at you, and you can't shake it, and it can't go away, you best believe there's some value to it. And I'm living through that right now. When God gives you something, just take it, baby, and run with it. Another step, the third step that I believe is a really viable way to help make the dream that God gave you come true is to protect your faith. You have to protect your faith with all you have, with every fiber in your body, because your faith is going to be tested, challenged, and tried every gosh darn day. Trust and believe. There are days, I go through it now. You all have followed me. There are times I do not feel like getting out of the bed, just don't feel like it, don't want to take a bath, don't want to wash my hair, don't want to wash my feet, don't want to do jack, just want to stay in the bed. But it's at those moments that you have to fight and protect your faith. Faith is the opposite of fear, and that comes from the um, book of 2 Timothy first, chapter 1, verses 7 through 9. You have to know that God is on your side. I am a firm believer that everything that happens to us happens for our greatest good. No matter how sucky it looks, it can look like the worst thing in the world. There is something in there that is going to make you a better person. I remember when my um, son, when he was 10 years old, was badly hit by a car, and his leg was, oh, it was pretty bad. And I had been meaning to, you know, I said, I'm going to write a book, I'm going to write a book, I'm going to write a book. And, and I just didn't end up writing a book. Uh, I just was like, I don't want to do it. Just not disciplined, basically. And when he was hit by a car, he could not go back to school. And do you know, and maybe this sounds shallow, but I was literally forced to, to stay home and nurse 
his leg back to health. But what happened was when it first happened, he was on such heavy medication that he would sleep most of the day. And I found myself going crazy, like cabin fever to the 10th power. And so what do you think I did to, to, to get through the day is I started writing. And before you know it, my first book, From Hip Hop to Heaven, was completed. Now, I can't say for certain that my son's leg was, you know, he was in a car accident so I can get this book. That, but in, in all things, there's good. You have to protect your faith. God is on our side, and everything that happens happens for a reason. You have to guard your ear gates and your eye gates, and that's really what they are because that's the gatekeeper. That's the entrance into your spirit. You can't let any and everything come up into your space. The book of James, chapter 4, verse 7, tells us, Resist the devil, which in quotes, because I don't believe there's a little red man with a pitchfork, anything that is negative and it will flee. I need you to understand something from from the from from the very essence of who I am. A lot of times we put um we put our trials and problems on this little red person with a pitchfork. And we want to say the devil did this, the devil did that. I think we need to understand that we play our thoughts and who we are plays a role in that. Let let let's call it what it is. We our thoughts and our energy play a role in what happens in our life. Stop trying to defer it to a little red bean with a pitchfork. When the Bible says resist the devil, it's really about resisting anything that is not of God. And to only know what is of God is to do your research, to be learned, and to be studied. I'm sure you can relate to so many situations that happen in your life, and when you look back and understand that the lives we lead are based upon the decisions that we make, we'll start to get a better understanding that, yes, there are forces out there that are opposing our good energy, but let's not get it twisted and start start placing blame without looking at ourselves first. When it comes to protecting your faith, make sure that you protect it with your life because, really, that's all you have. That's yours. It's not your mama's, your daddy's, your cousin's. Just, it doesn't belong to anybody else but you. Protect your faith. Protect it with Every fiber of, 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 of who you are, all of your cells, all of your brain power, all of your energy, because you know something? When you get into those really, really low moments, that's all you have. And if God gave you a dream, he did not give that dream or the spirit did not give that dream to somebody else. It's yours. It is all yours. Now, if you see somebody else doing what you what God told you you're supposed to be doing, that's your fault. That's because you didn't move fast enough. You didn't seek out the help you needed in in, a, in an expeditious way. We have to be really mindful and not start placing blame. Oh, I supposed to be. I'm supposed to be doing that. Or I, no. If God gave you something, you have to pray on it and find the connections and the relationships to help make that manifest. You also have to execute with integrity. If God gave you a dream and you have to make your dream come true. You have to execute it with integrity. That means in all things have character. The the, the book of, uh, it's in First Thessalonians, for those of you that are following with the Bible, chapter 4, verse 11 and 12, it tells us that we should live to please God, but it also says that we should make it our ambition to lead a quiet life, to mind our own business so we can win the respect of others. Do you know, have have there ever been times where you're just chattering, 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 and people just start to put their eyes, you know, they roll their eyes in the top of their head? 
I say this to my kids all the time. God gave you two ears and one mouth. You are supposed to listen way more than you talk. Some of the most powerful people never utter a word. Some of the most powerful people never utter a word. It's just their presence. It is just their presence. When you're talking about executing the vision that God gave you, everybody don't need to know everything. Everybody don't need to know everything. Bad English, good preaching. Everybody doesn't need to know every aspect. That's what makes people great leaders. I'm working on a book. Well, one of our books, the next book in our CEO's Rock series will be released this month. It's called Launch in 30, and it's how to get your book, how to get your business started in 30 days. But I'm also working on a book called Leadership 360. That's what makes great leaders, your ability to keep your mouth shut sometimes. We can make ourselves great through a lot of self-promotion, but people, other people are the ones who are, go- are really going to be the ones to proclaim how great we really are. And that's something that we need to look at. The last piece that I believe, and one of the most critical pieces uh, on making the dream that God gave you come true, is to be ready to receive everything that's coming your way. I watched, uh, I've been watching, which I love, Oprah's um, Behind the Scenes for her 25-year anniversary. I mean, I have become like an Oprah fan just watching the the behind-the-scenes and actually watching the show. And she had a piece on Iyanla Van Zant when Iyanla was coming on the show during her final season, and they were clearing the air about what happened when Iyanla was supposed to have her own show like 10 years ago. And Oprah said, you know, I didn't believe her. It's just I I had a bad feeling. I felt she wasn't telling the truth until she said I wasn't ready to receive the gift that you were giving me. And Oprah said that's when her wall came down. We can, and I've had this problem. I, I can admit very candidly, it's very difficult for me to receive the help of others. And for those of you who have worked with me, I, I'm sure we would have 50 people uh, raising their hand in the chat room right now that no, it's really hard for me to say yes to help. For me, it's always been a sign of weakness. You know, as a teen mother, so many people doubted me, and I'm like, man, bump you. I could do it on my own. I don't need your help. I got this. But as you're starting to build and fulfill the dream that God has placed on your life, guess what? You ain't got it. You don't have it, and you can't do it by yourself. The book of Leviticus, chapter 26, verses 3 through 13, it's very lengthy, um, but I'm, and I'm going to read part of it. You have to understand that you have to be ready to receive, whatever that looks like in your life. See, this is the thing. A lot of us either go to church or synagogue or where your place of worship, and, and, and the, the person who's officiating the ceremony gives you all this information, but you have to really understand this and apply it at your level of understanding at this point and place and time in your life. There's a lot of information that's going to come to you, particularly as you continue down the journey of life and entrepreneurship, that there's just information you're going to get that's going to come your way that you just don't get. It doesn't make sense. The dots don't connect. I say it all the time. But when you're ready to receive it, when, you're, when your heart, your mind, your will, and your emotions are all lined up, it's going to hit you like a ton of bricks. You're going to say, oh, my God, I can't believe it. You have to be ready to receive what's coming your way. You will be rewarded for your obedience. And now I will read um, from the book of Leviticus. This is very important, and this is why I saved this as the last piece. If you follow my decrees and are careful to obey my commands, 
I will send you rain in its season, and the ground will yield its crops, and the trees of the field their fruit. Your threshing will continue until grape harvest, and the grape harvest will continue until planting. And you will eat all the food you want and live in safety in your land. I will grant peace in the land, and you will lie down, and no one will make you afraid. I will remove savage beasts from the land, and the sword will not pass through your country. You will pursue your enemies, and they will fall by the sword before you. Five of you will chase a hundred, and a hundred of you will chase ten thousand, and your enemies will fall by the sword before you. I will look on you with favor and make you fruitful and increase your numbers, and I will keep my covenant with you. You will still be eating last year's harvest when you have to move it out to make room for new. I will put my dwelling place among you, and I will not abhor you. I will walk among you and be your God, and you will be my people. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, so that you will no longer be slaves to the Egyptians. I broke the bars of your yoke and enable you to walk with heads held high. And that comes from the book of Leviticus, chapter 26, verses 3 through 13. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. For those of you who are really confused, which has been me for, like, I'd say uh, 80% of the last 10 years of my life, God gave me a dream, and I had no clue how to make it happen, none whatsoever. Books don't tell you how to make what God gives you real. You can't learn that from a book. I'm not telling you what I think. I'm telling you what I know. You can't learn it from a book. The only way you can make the dream that God that God gave you come true is to stay connected to God because God is the one that gave it to you. What I just shared is how I did it. doesn't necessarily mean that's going to work for you. But I have provided biblical scripture as well as real-life anecdotes to help you understand and to help you on your journey. This is all a journey. It is something that we have to live and something that we walk through and something that we take every single day. I really pray that God just blesses you and brings clarity into your life so that you understand fully what's happening. Sometimes the dream is so big you don't even know what's happening to yourself. Trust me, I've been there. I believe that if you believe that God is God, you believe your dream, you protect your faith, you execute with integrity, and that you get ready to receive, you will be able to make the dream that God gave you come true. Thank you so much for listening, and always remember that we shall pass through this world but once. Any good, therefore, that we can do or any kindness that we can show to any human being, let us do it now. Let us not defer or neglect it, for we shall not pass this way again. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you soon.